0: download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. I've gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that, and with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread over under or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit dot tcom Download the app bet big, and win bigger, and let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too.
1: 1-800-889-9789. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new year. Oh boy. Mm pretty darn good Sunday of football. We got Stanford Steve to recap it. Chris and Dr. Fax open up with Antonio Brown's eventful day in New York. Then we'll rock with Steve. Chris and Steve will focus on Cincinnati, Kansas City, the offensive output in that game, Indianapolis and Las Vegas and Carson's struggles, Tennessee and Miami. And you want to hear a little college football? Well, that's good because they'll talk a little college football for you. After Steve, Chris, and Fax, focus on Philadelphia, Washington, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, Detroit, Atlanta, Buffalo, Gus Johnson and Akeeb Talib broadcast pairing and Beatles conspiracy theories. Enjoy it, folks. Forever and always. Hey,
2: hey, 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 (laughs)
0: hey, hey, that's how we should that's how the officials should start every call from here on out. I don't know how that uh, what was that guy doing? We're talking about the referee in the Tennessee Miami game. It sounded like he couldn't get uh, the attention of a class that he was substitute teaching. My theory is maybe they have
3: like different radio st- like frequencies and maybe the other guys were like still talking and he was like, hey, 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 like shut up in my ear. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well I think they should keep it the way it is right now. Hey, hey, hey is the way I want every call started. You could hear people cheering. But did you hear yeah, uh, the crowd? The crowd yeah, kind of call, lo- called it <laughs> called back to They were it. all sitting there in the rain. They were like, oh, f- hey what's up like yeah we're up three scores we're gonna have home field advantage we don't even have a, the best player on our team we haven't had him for six weeks i don't i forget the award we were gonna give out for the drunkest stadium uh but that's the one today uh, the the nissan stadium is the drunkest stadium uh do they still play um they still i think it was folsom prison blues that they play Um, at that stadium relentlessly. I remember when we played there and got our asses kicked by CJ2K and Vince Young uh, back in the day. I got tired of Johnny Cash. It's the only time in my life I've ever gotten tired of Johnny Cash was playing in that stadium, but people were, they were eating that shit up today. We'll talk about that game. Um, Hello. I fucked it up. Landover, Maryland. Hello. You. I don't know who the mayor is there, but they need to shut that shit down. They need to mushroom cloud that stadium. I mean, we almost lost Jalen Hurts. I mean, he was inches away, walking out of the field. Dave, you haven't seen the video after the Eagles' big win uh, to slide in the playoffs, ultimately. Jalen Hurts is walking through the tunnel down to the bowels of that stadium. There is no bowels of that stadium. The whole thing is the bowels. Um, The sphincter of that stadium. And uh, Eagles fans are naturally hanging over the side like any fans at an NFL stadium at the end of the game, and they damn near met their demise. I mean, they fell probably eight feet right in front of the franchise quarterback.
3: Yeah, those fans, they did, they missed out on an opportunity to get paid a lot of money, because not one of those fans stayed on the ground. They were they so, stayed, they they stayed were so, so excited to s- to shake Jalen Hurts' hand. They, they fumbled the bag. And little did they know, if they would have stayed down, asked for a stretcher, Yo, the whole entire Eagles team would have signed the football for them. Just do for a them.
0: soccer <laughs> thing. Yeah, the Eagles team would have signed the football. I would have been like, yeah, just like completely still.
3: But do you know how much money you can probably get would have given for a malfunction up. in an NFL stadium? Yeah, a lot of money, dude. And then, and then it's not even th- your rivals,
0: yeah. <laughs> your rival stadium. A lot of times you don't feel it till the next day, the whiplash. 1,000%. Well, those fans uh, were quick to hop on their feet and dap up <laughs> Jalen Hurts, who, like, literally, I don't think people realize how how big a deal this could have been. When I was in St. Louis, uh, Reggie Bush ran, uh, it was like a screen or something, or a perimeter play at the Edward Jones Dome, which uh, was rough around the edges, caught on fire in pregame once. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, dude, like, I was standing there... Um, I forget who I was talking to. Maybe it was Ramon Foster. We were playing the Steelers. Pyrotech. Yeah, the pyrotechnics burnt the whole field up, and we had to go back inside. Like people were breathing in rubber pellets. Scary uh, stuff. Yeah, scary stuff. But one time Reggie Bush ran off the field, and uh, Reggie Bush ran onto the concrete that butted up against <laughs> the stands, which there should be no concrete butting up against the stands, and I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, ACL sued the fuck out of St. Louis, sued the fuck out of the Edward Jones Dome. That's what these these folks should do. Um, this is the Lake Lanier of stadiums, dude. You know what Lake Lanier is? Nope. It's the sta- it's the lake in Georgia where people just are dropping like flies. They would they they just filled a a town up in some holler with water and made it a lake and people get their foot caught on like rusty old automobiles while they're swimming and shit like Every time, people are like, just don't swim in that lake. Just don't go to this game. (laughs) There's diarrhea coming out of the side of the stadium. We saw that earlier this year. There's sex acts going on in the the stands. We've seen that before in Landover. Not to mention, the area is just shitty. It's Maryland. And then on top of it, the stadium could fall apart at any moment. No, it's falling apart.
2: And just to clarify, the Rams did have to pay $12.5 million to Reggie Bush as a settlement in that case. Yeah,
0: well, imagine what they might have to pay these Eagles fans. Yeah, like triple I- that. I could just imagine. Reggie's got it. These guys don't have it, dude. They And you know what What the, They better call Saul. I if, if, better call
3: I, if, Saul. Saul, if Saul was watching that game, he probably was trying to get the names of every single one of those people who, who
0: fell to get, do justice some for them. Some guy on a billboard in Philly is tracking those motherfuckers oh, down. Oh, 1000 They had a guy percent. in St. Louis, and some of you listeners in St. Louis might remember this guy, the guy with the eye patch. He was legendary. <laughs> I mean, like... This guy with an eye patch. You would go get your fucking money. I, I don't remember his name, <laughs> but he was the man, and they had the best ads. Um, anyways, yeah. Here's the only thing I'd be worried about: Jalen Hurts being a great fan-friendly dude, dapping it up, hugging it up with these these guys. I mean, this this uh, Omicron is it's moving around like shit through a pipe at Lando, in Landover.
3: Oh man, that at, that at FedEx Field that would be very, but hey, if that happened, that's another maybe settlement. That they'll well, we'll talk the team about, we'll talk about that in a second. To, we'll talk, they'll have, they'll have, yeah, to, they'll the, have the to franchise settle.
0: could literally sue, yeah, if he, yeah, if he ended up in a compromised position with those fans, just being a good guy, and one thing led to the next. Then I think that's grounds for suing the the Washington football team. First in division lawsuit. Well, let's just be happy in Week 18. Let's
3: just be happy that that whole thing didn't fall on top of Jalen Hurts. That's we're, it. We're having a different that's
0: discussion. That's it. Hey, 2022 is here. Layup line today is cool. Come
3: collective coming out hard. MJT counted down. One, two,
0: Coming Out Hard. Happy New Year. 8-Ball and MJG. Yeah, hey, Happy New Year to you too. We're coming out hard. That's the title track on the album, Coming Out Hard. And we're coming out hard. i tell you, man, it's ugly what I'm doing in the WinBet app. (laughs) I wish I could say the same. They got to blur it out, what I'm doing in the WinBet app. I can't lie. I ended off the Mm. year
3: very good with a big facts parlay. And... Since then, they haven't got their money back. Do you include
0: the Lions today? They're,
3: they're chipping. <laughs> in <Is> your parlay? <laughs> you know I did. God damn, dude. So did I. And, and the worst, Houston, also. <laughs> no, Houston. I mean, what
0: was the line in that game? It doesn't matter. You bet the, a money line? I, I, I always bet money line. <laughs> like Hey, best playing ride. I won't give it out right now. Let's go to the Raiders. Raiders, big win. We'll talk about that with Stanford Steven a little bit. Um, can't believe where they are right now considering everything that's been going on. I know their flights are fun. I mean, I know their flights are a lot of fun. That Rich Passaccia seems like he goes back in the back with the players and drinks crown, dude. Like there are some coaches who are really cool and like can pull off walking to the back of the plane after a game and kind of lean on the, you know, lean on the chairs, how we doing guys. You know, they they smell the the crown apple or whatever it is getting passed around. He's taking shots with them. He's taking shots with them. When I had Keyshawn on and he said he called him the Italian Stallion, I was like, okay, this guy, this guy parties.
3: I think for sure, And, and to be in a position that they're in and to get a win like that the way they did, when if you're in you you control your own destiny it's that's, unbelievable and that's and huge. just the
0: circumstance the way that game that game came down to the wire and now if they want to get in they'll probably play in another one like that but that's a fun thing like you never feel so close as a team as when you get on a plane and you know what's ahead of you and you know like from here on out it's win or go home i mean that's a fun feeling i didn't get to experience it for a very long time but i was like oh it's pretty cool late in my career and um I don't know. It's it's cool like you're flying back to Vegas I was just about to say. and you're not going to have to leave and you just say, "Hey, we play a one game season. It's a division rival and we want to get back at them." I hope they don't because I have the Chargers over win total. <laughs> and by the way, the Eagles are in uh thank you Packers. Thank you, Packers, for delivering. We sunk the ship. Uh Kirk Cousins plexiglass had a hole in it. Um <laughs> and my man Sean uh Mannion, who I played with in 2015, didn't forget him like like Garrett Gilbert. I don't know. I still don't know why I forgot Garrett Gilbert. If you're out there, I'm sorry. Not that you give a fuck, but Sean Mannion's a cool guy, but I had to I had to fade him. Uh and I didn't hedge or anything. I just hammered the Packers tonight. And Everybody wins because the Eagles are in. Now, the Eagles play next week against the Cowboys, and we're going to talk about resting starters, not resting starters. There's a bunch of different ways you can do this, but the Eagles, if they win, if they beat the Cowboys, who I'm sure some people are like, looks possible after the way the Cowboys played this week, they would jump a spot. But if I'm the Eagles, I don't want to win this game because if I'm the Eagles, I'm going to play the Bucs and the Bucks are hurting. Uh, and by the way, th- uh, just to stay on this game for a moment, Heineke looked like Brett Favre, first half, defense stepped up, second half, big time, no points. Uh, three plus guys on uh, the defense with four plus pressures. Uh, three guys with four plus pressures, rather. Fletcher, Josh who had a sack and a half, and I think uh, Javon Hargrave as well, um, who I apologized for three, uh, three shows ago. I think I... I, I called him Malik Jackson because there were two signings interior D linemen for the Eagles and those turned out to be two total although Javon Hargrave is probably the re- not Javon Hargrave Malik Willis is probably the reason I'm not playing football anymore <laughs> so so thank you both um now if I'm them and and shout out to to Gannon and Siriani Siriani more wins than anybody um that got a new job this year I mean a guy that like has totally reinvented the way he does things. Also, kudos to Eagles fans for literally willingness to happen. I mean, y'all run the run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. A lot of fan bases don't have that kind of pull, but you actually affected the way that Sirianni called caves. And I know he would probably would have come to that conclusion on his own, but my man is a really good coach. I mean, think about how remember that press conference where he was he couldn't quite command the, the press room well evidently he commands the room pretty well in the building because guys have respected him from day one Gannon who um, you know at times this year after that Raiders game it was it was ugly uh, people what? you know people were were upset with him uh, it seemed like guys on the team were upset with him but he he both these coaches are adaptive man and they they seem to have the respect of these players and so um, kudos to them for coming around if I'm the Eagles I want to play the Bucs. The, you might beat the Bucs. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Bucs, but the Bucs aren't winning the Super Bowl. You don't. Okay, you don't. I'm going to be the guy oh my that everybody. God. Yeah, I'm going to be the guy. No, I'm going to be don't, the guy. Don't. don't I'm going to be the guy. Don't poke the bear. What's the bear going to do? Go win? I think I'll hedge think this he, take. I'll bet the Bucs small to win listen, the Super Bowl. I'll Tom, hedge this take. Tom, it's not Tom's fault, but they're not winning the Super no, Bowl. No, he's a
3: winner. And I think right now. Side bet it. I think he, honestly, in his gut, he loves this situation because this puts him in an underdog situation and usually everyone's just, oh, Tom Brady has this. They're going to be good. They're going to be that. And just like you're doing right now, I think everyone's jumping on that bandwagon and they're forgetting oh, no, no, that no, Tom was Brady yeah. is Tom Brady. I, and he I, I, still has Gronk and he still has Mike Evans and he is going to, and there's going to be some third string or some practice squad guy that by, before the end of the year is Going to be super famous because he's going to find that person to make this all work out. No,
0: you know what? And if anybody could do it, it's Tom. And I'm not going to. Hold, I'm not saying this is Tom's fault, but with the injuries they've had, I've told you how important Godwin was for Net. Now, um, Antonio Brown. I mean, we haven't even gotten to that yet. Worst plane rides going to Antonio Brown. Fucking commercial out of JFK. Oh my God! Trying to and then you know oh. trying to find a commercial.
3: First class oh flight, God, last dude. minute, and there's an incoming storm. So God forbid there's if, an
0: incoming storm. <laughs> yeah, Bro, spo- he's stuck at JFK. <laughs>
3: imagine that. Imagine, imagine no, him that. and that
0: Uber driver <laughs> just hanging out. But no, nah, I mean, like that was fucking insane, dude. And I listen with all this stuff, we have to be cognizant of people's mental health. I don't know what's going on with AB because that's not normal behavior. I like think no. a lot of times, like we just call people crazy when they do things that are abnormal, they're not societally acceptable. Mm -hmm. But this is just like wild. To take your shirt off and walk out of the game. You know what the craziest shit about this was? He didn't even, he cut through the end zone, bro. He didn't even walk around the field. He just cut through the end zone. If you flipped to the game, you would've been like, hey, there's a streaker on the field. I mean, it was wild. The guy was, the guy was, I mean, it was surreal. It looked like one of those things. When you see a picture of him taken with a cell phone, like from the stands it's one of those like holy shit viral moments like out of a movie that what? stuff doesn't happen in real life mike evans was like dude no oh he dude, was trying no. to save him yeah Mike like, hey, dude no and then there was a moment where i could tell that mike was just like all right motherfucker, go ahead i'm not yeah. saying he called him a motherfucker but, but yeah th-
3: like because he knew the the like for people who don't understand what mike evans was trying to do like if Antonio Brown had just walked off with his pads on, there's a lot of PR stuff that you can do with yes. that and say, Hey, he was he hurt. Had a shit. He had to do this or that, but Hey, Antonio Brown was very upset at something in that moment. I think
0: I, they say he, he's dinged. Like there was something wrong with him physically. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, Arians wanted to go in and he refused to go in. He said his ankle was hurting or something. Um, But listen, like a lot of people are going to be like, hear him out because they've been doing this thing with AB for like five fucking iterations of this. And I'm all about people getting the help they need to get. But I also think some people can just be like some people can just be kind of out there. Yeah. And, you know, like Ryan Clark's said X, Y, Z about him. People have called him crazy. They've called him a hater. All this stuff. After a while, the pattern of behavior is just like, dude, what are you doing, bro? Like I want Antonio Brown to be well, no, yeah, but, but but I also can't tell where it stops being about you know wellness and just kind of who you are, you know what I mean? And 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 that's the that's the tough part. Um, but the biggest, the
3: I, I think the biggest the biggest loser in all this is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, that's the point. T- I mean, Tom Tom Brady put his neck out for him, and and I love Tom Brady for the fact that right now in this situation. Him of all people, he could come out there and say how disappointed or whatever. He you can tell he's genuinely a friend yeah. with Antonio and he's worried about his well being because like we're talking about, those things like when you see people act out like that in a position that they're in, you you almost have to know, hey, there's something else going yeah, on. Yeah,
0: no question. No something question. Something else going on. No question. But you're also like the same people, and I'm not saying this about Tom. I'm just saying anybody that's like, hey, we want to do what's best for Antonio. None of this is best for Antonio. No, the Raiders weren't the best thing for no. Antonio. The Bucks aren't the best thing for Antonio. Like none of this stuff. No, is and the maybe best thing for maybe Antonio. him like, like maybe the best football thing for him is to, is to get, get away from football is maybe, and get help. Exactly, whatever it is that he needs help with. Maybe he's just kind of a jerk. Like fuck, I don't know, dude. Like you got people out here talking about CT. You know how I feel about that shit. All of a sudden, you're all doctors. All of a sudden, all you simple motherfuckers are all doctors. You take a fucking cross section of all your friends and all your family members in your social circle. They're all just as fucked up as football players, but none of them have CT. It's CT with us. Everybody has CT. Hey, they cut open 100 brains and 99 of them had CT, but only one guy has ever taken his shirt off and walked off the field. But we know that's CT, that's how it manifests we just never seen it before. So stop sounding so fucking stupid and and take into account that it could be a whole host of things, including being an asshole. I don't know how hard this is. Stop diagnosing people when you haven't seen the inside of their brains. Anyways, I think it could be mental health. I think it could be his personality. Uh, I think there's a lot we don't know, but the best thing for Antonio Brown is not playing football right now. And the best thing for a football team is not him playing football. He might, I, he might be on a team in a week. Yeah, he
3: might be. And he might he might have just said, fuck it. Like, some people, like, if, if it is something where he didn't want to go in because of his body, maybe he was just at the threshold where he was just like, you know what? I'm done with That's all right, this. That's right, but nobody – but I hear you. Yeah, yeah, but no, but I, I agree that the way he did it is – 1000% unacceptable because it, at the end of the day it's a team sport and when you do something like that it's all it is is me 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 and if that's your last like your last go go out at the end of the day realistically, he's a Hall of Fame player. If you stack up all his stats, but no, yeah, but now. but to think about to think about that's his last that's his last image to anyone about him,
0: you're not even gonna think about all the things he did on the field. Well see, I, I think you gotta vote players in based on what they did on the field. But it's also the like you pointed out, the last thing you do. When mm-hmm. you talk about your legacy, if this is the last snap or the last picture we saw of AB, it's bizarre, and I, I think he will. have the Hall
3: of Fame, you never know, trouble, right you, or wrong. We we never know what they're really yep. what they're really looking for yep. because there's something else we could talk about later. But Steve Smith not getting first vote in, yeah, that was fucked. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Hey, by the way, in this game, I also want to give an OA award out to uh, Bruce Arians, who has evidently. A ruptured Achilles, Mm. and he's coaching through it. I said earlier, I've never seen a hockey coach do that. Never, not once. Some guy sent me a picture of a coach that coached after he got hit with a puck. It's a rubber ball. It weighs three ounces. I'm not impressed. (laughs) Bruce Arians has a ruptured Achilles. He beat the Jets today, okay, on a ruptured Achilles. No Leonard Fournette. No Godwin. No AB. And by the way, on the on the topic of hockey, I'll give out the Bevel Conway this week to the Winter Classic. St. Louis Blues. I could give this to a lot. Like Ole Miss, Baylor look beautiful. I love a, a, a blue team against a green team. You know, I love that. Like a true blue team <laughs> against a true green team. I also loved Utah's helmets. The, I love their shoulder stripe. Everything about that uniform. But the numbers... Um Gorgeous. Rose Bowl, the whole thing. But I got to give it to the Winter Classic. And the Blues were in it. And People were sending me videos of the Blues getting off the bus in a bunch of short sleeves and shorts and all that shit. Like I was supposed to be impressed. Well, number one, you're not going to get me here because the Blues are actually the only tough team in hockey. Um, Number two, I just watched Sunday Night Football. The real feel was minus 10. Saw a bunch of motherfuckers without sleeves. Nobody was making a big deal about it. We didn't get cute with it. Not impressed, even though it's the blues. Those are my dudes, but um, Hollow Man's gotta be Joe Judge. Or A.B., but. Yeah, no, I don't think, I, I, Hollow Man wants to be invisible. A.B. A. dropped a single after after all that. There's, hey. there's a a song he dropped. Marketing, you got yeah, it. Yeah, he's, hey, he's you your got, guy. You gotta get mar- ready. Hey, he's and in all the back of the cab talking about his Netflix special. Oh, Didn't hey. even know that was a thing. Probably not anymore. <laughs> Got to,
3: you got to think about what you're going to do next with it. Yeah.
4: I can tell you, we got more players here who are going to be free agents next year, All right. who are in my office every day, begging to come back. I know that. Okay? I know that. Or players that we coached last year that still call me twice a week talking about, you know, how much they wish they were still here even though they're getting paid more somewhere else. Okay?
0: Joe Judge. Joe Judge, man. I'm going to talk to Steve about that in a little bit, I think. But, I mean, my man gets up on the podium and says people are calling him not a good move. I think I have Joe Judge's number. You do? <laughs> from where? <laughs> he might have been talking about me. Really? You got his number?
3: <laughs> I'm posing as one of his old players oh, trying okay. to get back in. Okay. He just doesn't know it. He yet. doesn't know it? <laughs> um, anyway. how, many, how many times do you think he's going to get asked what players was he talking about from now until the end of? A lot. Whenever? And he'll
0: get mad at everybody for asking. But like this is the way things work. You opened up a can of worms by you know, like, hey, a couple of the guys that left this year in the free agency cycle, some of them are interior line, like, you know, it's just, he didn't say that, but there's only so many people it could be, and if we believe him, then you're kind of throwing somebody under the bus. What, What? how many reporters you
3: think have done the investigation and they already have
0: all the, Bill barnwell has a whole thread i guess oh really yeah whole thread so go check that one out and don't get mad at me joe man it pains me and this is the thing about head coaches man it brings out a different side of people like they get put in these positions or they put themselves in these positions where they do things out of character and i didn't think that was a great i didn't think it was a great representation joe just stop lying i don't know i'm not calling him a liar but (laughs) what i am what i am saying it was unwise it was unwise. Hey, a couple good games coming up next week. New Orleans-Atlanta, hate week, all right? Like tomorrow night even, Browns playing spoiler. So even the teams that don't have a chance to get in, they can make week 18 fun. I'm looking forward to that week. Uh, but first, we'll go backwards with Stanford. Steve, we'll, we'll re- recap the action from today, AFC, NFC. And stick around. I got two things for these guys behind the machines here. All right, I've got Sunday Stanford Steve here, and uh, we got a lot to catch up on, buddy. Yeah, how is everything? Dude, it's 2022. It's a new year. I haven't
4: talked to you all year. Uh, how was New <laughs> Year's Eve for you? Very good. Very good. I uh, had some good picks, and I worked on my birthday New Year's Day, so uh, everything's great. We're, oh, we're my rocking. God,
0: I missed your birthday on New Year's Day, bro. I'm such an asshole. Bro,
4: I stopped celebrating those a long time ago. Well, good. I'm glad we were in the same in the you same, should, too. Same you should too. I
0: don't. I'm not really big on birthdays, so that's really good. What's really, When I'm, is your birthday? March 28th. Oh, people should know that. 1985. Yeah, um, my co-host knows everybody's birthday. I really don't give a shit. But you, I would, I would wish you a happy birthday next year. I'll do it January 1st. Okay. Set in my calendar year. right now. Yeah. I'm typing. All right. <laughs> <Thank> so, uh, <laughs> college football man. The main story that kind of came out of that uh, that Ole Miss game. Was mm-hmm. was Matt Corral? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what everybody was kind of like, you know, finishing the weekend talking about. And yep. I wonder what you think because I think it's so easy to think four players on either side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, now people are going to use this to to tell players not to play. You're a sucker if you play this sort of thing. And the other way is the Herb Street way, which I know you know he's your guy. I like Kirk a lot, but Kirk thinks the players these days are. Not as hungry as before and it's it's tough to fix. I was wondering where mm-hmm. you land on on seeing that injury and what the future holds.
4: Here's here's what I'll say, Chris. With the opting out, um, you know, and I go back to being a Stanford guy and McCaffrey being the first guy to really do it. Yeah. And when it first happened, I'm like, what? Like I, I can't process that, what these guys are at have at stake. It's it's a different world. It's different when I played. I am fine admitting that. I hate it, but I get it. Yep. That's that that's all I could say. I can't stand it because I'm being jealous. And when it comes to a guy like at my college, I want to see him one more time in the uniform. But I totally understand it. Yeah. It's it's it's, a, it's a, those guys have worked whatever they wanted, um, and however long to get to this point. So if they think that's gonna help them, I got no no issue with it. Um it's just now, with the Ohio State guys, I think it took on a new level where I think people are um, having a tough time with it because it's the Rose Bowl, and they right. said no to the Rose Bowl. Right. And people know and have certain feelings for the Rose Bowl. And then, of course, it's the greatest game of the season yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that gets blown out of proportion. So I, I totally understand it. I I, I just it, – it's, it's a tough – Deal for college football fans to deal with right now because it's something that doesn't look like it's going to stop, and I think people are scared. Yeah, it's funny because
0: at some schools you're going to see like the birth of new stars, like guys are going to have opportunities to step up. Mm-hmm. Like that wide receiver room is deep; it's like a movie oh. theater in there. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's just, hey, um, your studs are out. People don't yep. want to play. Fine. Like somebody's been waiting to get these touches for a while. Mm-hmm. Not, not every school is going to be like that. But I was thinking this watching the Rose Bowl. They got that big fucking stealth bomber that flies over it. That uh-huh. I've I've heard that costs like a half a million dollars. You can't just take the stealth bomber money and give it to like four quarterbacks that would make the bowl series <laughs> a lot more, you know, provocative to people. Because that's what it's gonna have to end up being. You're gonna have to compensate people to play in these bowl games at some point. I'm not saying that we're gonna be at like, hey, pay players like tomorrow, but if you want this bowl game stuff to not lose too much luster, you have to you have to factor into the risk-reward mm-hmm. conversation inside of a player's head because everything is about risk-reward. My senior year, I was going to be a top-five pick. I sprained my ACL, which I didn't think was actually a thing until somebody did that recently.
4: Oh, um, yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah, somebody um, somebody sprained their ACL, but it's a thing. It's a real thing. Anyways, yep. I had about three weeks to get ready for the Gator Bowl total waste of time. We lost the whole nine yards, but I wouldn't change a thing. I, I, you know, I risked everything. I had a conversation with Anthony Poindexter who, uh, tore his knee up junior year or uh, senior year, came back for senior year, lost millions of dollars playing NC State in a meaningless game, but it meant something to him. And, you know, a decade or two later, he told me, Hey, you won't regret it either way. I don't regret anything. And I think everybody has to make that risk reward analysis in their heads Mm -hmm. and people on the sidelines can't can't tell players what to think it depends on the player what's important to them you know it's just a it's a calculation yeah um so i i don't think it's going to be the end of the world i don't think anybody like i don't think any quarterback that's gung-ho about player playing is going to see matt corral's injury which doesn't look extreme and says i'm not playing anymore i don't think that's going to be the outcome here so i don't want to lose our lunch over this um,
4: no, and then yeah, I was just gonna say, like it's a whole other conversation if you bring other assistant coaches in it and head coaches. Yeah, like they they got no problems opting out. If they've been did. opting it's, out. <laughs> they've been opting out, dude. I know. They've been but opting then out you for get the certain time. guys who hung around, like the old Miss offense coordinator. He hung around to coach, you know, uh, Corral one more game, and he's going to Oklahoma. So, like, it can be done. It can be done. It's just amazing how different. Every person makes the situation out to be for that certain person. So That's
0: let me it. let me let me let me move on to Cincy uh, in the playoff here. I mean. I thought they, they played really hard. They kept that ball game competitive for a while. And you could see when you walk out to the 50-yard line and they're doing the, the, the coin toss, it's always interesting to see two teams from different conferences that you've watched independently all year kind of line up and look at each other eye to eye or in Bama and Cincy's case. Bama's players are looking down at Cincy's players. They're just built different. Like, mm-hmm. that is just, I mean, there are guys that are six six on that, on that defense. That do not look six foot six, you know what I mean? Because everybody's yeah. so fucking big. Since he was outmatched, is this the ceiling for Cincy, and what does that say about Luke Fickle? Will he assuredly be moving on now? I mean, like he, he's seen what what's on the other side of
4: that door. I know everybody's saying everything about the games and how bad they were, but I can't thought it came down to the first halves in each game. When you look at Cincinnati, there was a couple third down plays that were huge that Alabama batted balls down at the line of scrimmage, whether it was a blitzer or it was a D tackle, and you saw the the back angle. The guys were wide open. If Ritter could give them the ball, that's what I talked about going into the game. You need to extend drives and also keep the Alabama offense off the field. And Cincinnati couldn't do that, couldn't catch up in the second half. Also, you can't let him go ninety six yards before the half. And let's that, be real, man.
0: Like let's be real. There there have not been competitive football games played in that first round of that playoff no. since this inception. So if you're if you're gonna look at Cincy and say, Well, better luck next time, there'll be no next time because you know, you had your shot. Well, they did the same thing that every other fucking power Correct. five school has done against Bama, uh, or whoever on the other side yeah. of the bracket, uh, since the beginning of time when it comes to this thing. So um, I don't think this is like gonna. I, I wouldn't hold this against the you know the next Cincinnati. In fact, I thought they did a pretty good job. Now Michigan got their asses handed to them early and often. Uh, and I wonder, Georgia looked really pissed off. Uh, yeah. Georgia looked really focused. You wondered, we wondered aloud, how that they would look after that layoff, off the loss. Yep. They looked tremendous. Do you think that anything um, different happens in this uh, in this championship game between Bama and Georgia?
4: Well, history's going to tell you it does, Chris. I think this is going to be the sixth time a team has played a team twice in the title game or in the BCS title game, and all five times previous. The team who lost the first one got, I mean, took care of the of the of the uh other of, of the team in the rematch. So it goes back Clemson Notre Dame last year. Yeah. That happened in the ACC title game, Alabama LSU, Florida, Florida State back in the nineties. Uh it happened. So I think this is a different deal. I think the Mechie injury is big now. Big because big, yeah. now, now you saw I thought other guys would uh would, would step up and, and take the pl- place of him against Cincinnati. But I thought Cincinnati did a really good job defensively yeah. against Alabama. They kept yep. everything in front of them um, and they, and they played that waiting game against Georgia. They're going to be able to get a lot more pressure with uh, less amount of guys. I think that tape is not going to lie to those guys up front for the Georgia defensive front seven, and they're going to be pissed off again. So I think Alabama has their work cut out. I don't think either team's going to be able to run the football against each other right. I, re- I i just don't think it's going to happen so i think mean, it comes down to quarterbacks and i can't i, I right now i can't take i cannot take stenson bennett uh over bryce young i can't do it um even though i think Georgia's i just I, I can't do it um because i don't think georgia has enough difference makers on the outside so you're still taking bama i think i'm right now i am what's I am. the line right now it's three georgia minus three Georgia's
0: favored by three. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like a tease there. <laughs> Surprise.
4: <laughs> How did I know you were gonna say that? When in doubt man tease, I should have said that right tease away. Tease God,
0: the tease got teas has got Tease God do tease, tease God was really active today. Tease God's taking Winbet behind the woodshed today. Hey, Winbet, it's a new year, pal. It's a new year, new me. <laughs> It's actually I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, Steve. No big deal, but uh we've turned a corner and we're not turning back. Uh, One
4: question. Yeah. Less discipline or more discipline? I'd
0: say it's more discipline. I still bet a lot, okay. but what I'm doing now, Steve, is is when I'm confident, I always have to bet. Okay, you and I both know that. No pulse. Yes. Uh I like to I like to gamble so that I can enjoy the game that I'm watching. So I want to make a little investment in everything, including yeah. like New Orleans Carolina Live Line today. Including like yeah, just a bunch of games that nobody's watching. Fuck it, we'll sprinkle a little bit there. But I'm like I'm it. I'm usually now doing a bunch of parlays, trying to hit somebody big. Right? Okay. I'm trying yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to hit hit some parlays. I'm sprinkling a little bit of money line dogs, uh, and then I'm I'm being tactical. I'm tactical with this bitch, Jake. Um, uh, the games that I really like, I'm betting big. But the games I don't love, I'm trying to I'm tr- I'm trying to juice it.
4: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's. A, little, a little, it's amazing how much a little sprinkle will juice things.
0: Yeah, no, you got to sprinkle, man. I'm a big yeah. sprinkle guy in 2022. <laughs> and, and I, unfortunately, one of the one live bets I lost today was on the, um, the Colts and we'll do, we'll do mm. the uh, AFC playoff picture here. It, I would have never bet the Colts against the spread, but after that half no. of football, I would have thought they would have come out and, and they were uh, three point favorites in the second half. I bet him second half. Obviously, we know how that ends. But AFC, we've got Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Pats, all clinched. Mm-hmm. Raiders and Colts in the hunt. Uh, Colts, you know, they're in with a win next week against the Jags, but nothing is for certain with this team. No. It feels like. And then uh, the Raiders are playing a fucking playoff game. So how great is this for the NFL you get the playoff game before the playoffs in Vegas in the the shiny new stadium which is beautiful and you've already got one LA team in so mm-hmm. you know no matter how you slice it this is good for the league you've got some really competitive week eight team matchups Dolphins and Ravens are out uh, essentially and the Steelers they're still in it they 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 get a win Monday night which they won't uh, and, and week 18 they win as well, and then the Colts lose to the Jags, they're in. Uh, so things are looking kind of, they're shaping up in the AFC, but the fringes still up in the air.
4: Wentz fires downfield, caught on the blitzing to Lye Hilton, touchdown!
0: Starting with the Colts today. I mean, the Colts now 9-1 and when Taylor has 100 yards, so we can stop doing that stat. Carson was just off. I mean, when you talk about Mm -hmm. a guy who didn't clear protocols till Saturday, I mean, including Sunday morning, I think he had to test and and be asymptomatic. So you got an entire week with a guy who hasn't been really in rhythm. I mean, I, I tweeted last week that, hey, he made a terrific throw at the end of that Cardinals game, mm-hmm. despite how poorly he'd been playing. I got kind of attacked mm-hmm. by Carson stands, and I thought I was a Carson stand, but evidently there's a whole nother membership level, and they were mad at me, and they were saying he has not been playing poorly. He played poorly the game before that, and for most of that Cardinals game. Today, he was atrocious, and when you don't have the reps, and a guy comes out and starts one for seven, you know, I think you do have to tempo a little bit earlier. He didn't get going until they tempoed at the Uh end of the first half. I would have liked to have seen that earlier. Ends the half 8 of 16 for 67. And it was just a bad day for him. 45 is like 150 was to TY on that fluky-ass Hail Mary. Uh So tough for them. And this is why we don't trust the Colts necessarily to get to the Super Bowl. But again, they can beat anybody.
4: Correct, and I think it's the same exact deal, Chris, as we saw last week on Christmas with Baker Mayfield. That guy couldn't practice for two weeks, and look how rusty he was. He was missing high. He was missing low. All those issues, you know better than anybody. As much as we hate practice, you have to do it. And that one throw to T.Y. out of the backfield where he's going up the sideline, that's a 60-yard gain, and that flips the whole game around, and he overthrows him. He doesn't even complete it. I thought they got a couple gift interference calls at the end of the game when they had that drive to tie it. But um, I'll tell you, you can say what you want. And, and and I, you know, people have weighed in on them on time and time again, Derek Carr in a two minute, in a tie game, yeah, there's not too many guys I'll take over. We we got to give him his flowers here, man, dude. Like
0: he, Derek Carr, he takes a lot of shit. He threw two picks early in the game. I mean, he only threw one touchdown pass, I believe, but that doesn't yeah. tell the whole story. I mean, this guy was really stones at the end. He was he was money at the end. The, the big throw to, to Zay Jones, who had a, yeah. a big day, um, and then rolling right to hit Renfro on fourth mm-hmm. and two, 2017 then sidestepping Leonard. That's the play of the game. Yep. You know, that that play to Hunter Renfro, not just going for a touchdown, it getting called back and actually fucking the Colts because then you can run the clock out Correct. And, and kick the field goal. They, when he went down, I think there was 42 seconds if it's 44, stood.
4: yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: So, so that throw was huge for a lot of reasons, but you got Derek Carr staring down the barrel at the Colts' best player, all everything, rangy, he loops on a stunt. He's got the toughest tackle in football which is directly at a quarterback who's standing in the pocket <laughs> and sees you coming. That is a tough tackle and he sidesteps him and he delivers. So Derek Carr deserves a lot of credit. Basachia deserves a lot of credit. The leadership on this team, Max Crosby, those guys, I mean like this is stuff out of a football movie, dude. This is stuff out of a down on their luck football movie. You got you know the Rugs thing, you have you have the well, Gruden thing, you have all the injuries that they've had, um, it's been a shit show. And they found a way to be in it week 17, week 18, counter to their entire reputation, which is that they have no guts. They have no heart. But this is mm-hmm. a different Raiders team.
4: So, no doubt. They've been playing playoff games for a win. They've had to win every game. They've done it for a month. And now they got one more and they get into the tournament. I thought it said a lot about Carr with the idea of when Rush goes down, and and is out, and th- that whole deal happens, and he, you know, he says, "I still got to love him." He's my teammate, and nobody else wants to right now. Yeah, like that's some that's some big time stuff, man. That's that's locker room relationships and stuff like that. And then the way he he handled when they stomped on the Chiefs logo, and he said, "That's my team," I, you know, and you could tell he didn't agree with it, but it's his team. He knew and it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he, no doubt. And you saw that, but he didn't say that and he took his team's back and he owned it that was uh, all, that even, was even
0: though he wasn't part of it that was also my boy Will Compton's first week there Uh, so I don't know if will Compton brought over some of that. I don't know if it came from old (laughs) Willie Compton. He didn't look too sure to be stomping a logo. He was kind of on the fringes like, Hey guys, I want to be here, but I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? I don't want to be caught out of the picture. Um, I'm going to
4: do this so I can get on the plane home.
0: Exactly. But if I, you know, like, I don't want to be in the middle. I don't want to be like, uh, like the kid from Michigan, uh, tearing up dirt on the Michigan state, uh, on Sparty at midfield. But, um, I will say this. They had one chance here. As bad as they played, they had one chance. Leonard picking Carr with the Colts up 17-13. They're at midfield. They go five plays, nine yards. You know, you get a fourth and 14 somehow on the Raiders 42 after a second and five. That's unacceptable. And this is like a crunch time situation when you're the Colts and you live dangerously and you leave teams in the game. And I know the Cardinals are a good team, but you should have put them away last week. You didn't make all the throws. This is an opportunity, and you take a sack from uh, Yannick Ngakwe, and you end up in a fourth and 14. And here's the worst part. They back the the Raiders up. They have a third and three. They let them out, and the next time they get the ball is on their own 20. So that sequence there is the sequence that, like, hey, you still have a chance to totally redeem yourself like Lloyd Christmas, but you don't. And that was the game right there. So yep. Ra- Raiders can make the playoffs. Chargers jumped them the last time, 21-0. That was a lightning game. That was the game that got delayed for like five uh, hours. So I'm really excited about this one because I got that Chargers win total bet. It's all going to come down to this. So um, go Chargers.
4: On the seventh play, the drive, and a first and ten in the middle, drives into Holland and takes it down to the one
0: and the the other fringy team here that had a shot to stay alive was the dolphins, our beloved dolphins, who people have been calling like red hot and I don't know if that's a word you you used to, like people have been like the the hottest team in football they're the warmest team in football, they were the warmest team in football. the defense was hot, the offense was getting by, and i I think this game is. It's disappointing because it's two years in a row that you have an opportunity to slide in the playoffs and the guy at the center of the conversation is not very good. He had three picks against the Bills last year when they got throttled. Uh, and then today, I know the weather's bad, but Tannehill was playing with the same weather. You know, and Tua had an RPO that led to a turnover, just dropped the ball. That made it 10 nothing. He had two on the day, including an interception. A lot of miscues, botched snap, third and one followed immediately by a grounding, and then he got stripped on a reverse, like a reverse pass late. Like, that's got to be, these are the things that you're like, hey, we can't put up with this. It's not like the offense is explosive. You have to do things right, and the difference between Tua, who did not understand the assignment today, and the Tennessee Titans, who always understand the assignment, was glaring, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's why Tennessee is where they are. They actually have a shot at home field,
4: dude. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Great, oh, yeah, but coach of the year, dude. Coach of the year, love it. Um, you know what's great about Tennessee? When like nobody fears them because they are not pretty, but they don't fear anybody because they know what they got in that locker room, yep. and that's a badass feeling to have, man. Like that takes a lot of belief in your team yep. and, so, and like we were going through the roster today, like who's the longest tenured Titan yep. and it's the punter. Obviously that always happens like for a trick trivia question, you know, but then like you go back, like lewan has been there since 14, you know, uh buyer didn't come in until 16. Is Lewan the longest tenured position player since 14? Uh, I think so. I actually he may be, he may be. It's, it's, it's around there. Um, but the way that they've just, Taking on this approach since Braves has has taken over is just awesome. Yeah. And that's, to me, uh, out of this game. With Miami, everybody had to say they thought they were a playoff team after Monday Night Football because they won and there was nothing else to talk about it because it was a terrible game. Yeah. And they still had a chance to the playoffs. I watched them all. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that they beat during the win streak. Yeah. No, but, like, Lamar in there, and we saw how bad Lamar was on that Thursday night. I think it was, or Monday night, whatever Yeah, it was, was. a
0: primetime game, and it was
4: but ugly. I, yeah, and and you just... I, I They never put me over the hump to believe it. I want to believe in, in Tua. You mentioned the elements today. He looked awful in handling yeah. the ball with some rain. you play playing the and, AFC East, man. You you know, yeah. you're playing the
0: AFC East. You're going to play in games in December yep. that are snowy, sleety, rainy, windy. Yep. I mean, like, so... On one hand, it's kind of unfair to be like, hey, Tua sucked today. You know, the weather sucked as well. Uh, but that's part of the the, the story in, the, in yeah. the AFC East. And every December no and every January. So even if it's not like, it's kind of funny because you're like, oh, warm weather. That's not going to bother him. But maybe part of the reason why he needs a change of scenery is maybe he's not a cold weather outdoor quarterback. Yeah. He shows flashes. He takes a little bit longer processing than I'd like, but if you and can't that, take a, if you can't take care of the football in a week mm-hmm. seventeen
4: must win game, that's a problem two years in a row and to me, this is what it comes down to two I me and I said this when he and Burrow were coming out in the draft. they had the advantage of when they lined up every snap in college, their four guys out on the outside were at an advantage against the defender trying to guard them yeah. in any formation you put out. Always. And that included when Alabama played LSU. They yeah. both had the advantage. And now you see Burrow anticipate throws and have confidence in his guys and pull the trigger, and Tua's just still – you talk about it, it's make, it. It seems like it takes a little bit longer to process, yeah. but I also think it's a lack of confidence in yourself, wondering if you could fit the ball into a window where in college you there was no even – Second thought, you were ripping it in there because you knew you had the advantage. You factor in the elements here, and that's what worries me when I watch Tua well, play. Well, look at the way Joe Burrow trusts his guys. I mean, exactly. that's
0: what I'm saying. I mean, we're gonna get to that in a second, but you know, like two is not the most talented in the world, like. You know he's going to have to be cagey to land a job somewhere, and
4: that's that's what his best thing was. When you talk about people that are around him, his anticipation of throws mm. was what hit, what made it's him. not there anymore. That, it's not no, there anymore.
0: Nope. And and it's I don't not. know if you know it's unfortunate in the NFL. It's really hard to keep your confidence no matter what position yes. you play, and at, at the quarterback position, your confidence in the NFL is something you got to guard with your life because when you don't have it anymore, you're fucked. And unfortunately, Tua has seen things that would break any other player in the NFL in the last calendar year alone. Uh, And he's kept swinging, but he might need a change of scenery. And I think that's going to be out of his hands because if you're Brian Flores, you're thinking this defense is really good. And here we are again, you know, at the end of the season, and we can't put up enough points. And so for them, um, especially with everything, the confirmation bias of, hey, he's not the guy you're going to want to prove as a head coach that I was right and make the move. Uh, that would buy you more time, so we'll see what they do there. Uh, but it says it all. Third and ten, down ten, nothing at the twenty-seven. They run a draw for five and then kick the ball. Mm. I know the weather's fucked up, but the yeah. playoffs are on the line. You got to take some chances, uh, and and they don't seem to have the the, the confidence. And Tannehill blitz seventy percent of the time, played really well, and good for the the Titans because they blew yeah, a game that- like this a couple weeks ago.
4: It, yes, and that's that's what I wanted to say. Out of all this, Chris, that we're gonna talk about, you're gonna talk about on your own. The most important thing to me coming out of this week is that if Tennessee beats Houston, the road goes through Nashville. Incredible. That's nuts,
0: man. Incredible. And you know they're gonna nuts. show up because Logan Ryan just he poked the bear. A couple days Mm -hmm. ago, he said, Tennessee, you know, Logan, he'd been waiting to say that. There was something that happened in Tennessee he didn't like. But Mm -hmm. he was like, uh, tickets were for sale to fill the seats and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing, giving tickets away. I don't think they're going to have to give any tickets away if the road goes through Nashville. And here's one of the craziest things. You know, one of the best kept, biggest secrets in the NFL is where is Derrick Henry? You know, those guys know where he is in that locker room. No you doubt. Know, like, they're not telling, telling anybody. You know, they,
4: they want a bye week. To, 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 an exactly. Extra bye week. exactly
0: the only team to get the bye, that's huge. Exactly. And by the way, with uh Foreman, stack Box, most of his carries. He balled out, man. Like, uh-huh. he has been a really good piece for them. And you might have found yourself a complimentary piece for a guy that's probably going to be at 75% if he comes back. Yep. And you're going to want to spell him. So, you know. In some ways, they've come out of this even better. I mean, I, yeah. like, like, if he's yeah, healthy... I mean, if, just if look if at their,
4: if, the adversity they had yep, to endure. Yep, That's, no huge. Question. That's huge. That goes miles, man.
0: No question. So, uh, number seven, put that thing away. He put that thing away. I mean, fucked up number. Never heard of him until two months ago, but this guy is balling out. Big shout out to Foreman, uh, Texas. And, and he Texas guy. Yeah. Yeah. Texas guy. I don't watch that Big 12 stuff. All right. It's mostly garbage. I kind of like Baylor, though. Yeah. I do like Baylor because they okay. play physical. Yes. They play physical. Iran is a great coach. Yeah, I like Baylor.
4: Unbelievable job.
0: They've been rebranding a little bit at the top of that conference. They've been playing some physical football games. That yeah. Baylor-Oklahoma State conference championship was awesome.
4: And look at it. They caught your eye and now you Now I'm in. Big 12. Big 12, Chris.
0: That's <laughs> what they call me. Tease God. Big 12, Chris.
4: It's Joe. Wide open. Oh, it's Chase. There is no chase. It's
0: a touchdown. Hey, by the way, Kansas City and Cincinnati, again, hey, Jeff, Schwartz, you listening to me? I told you. I told you. Told you about Joey Burrow, baby. And I also told you that, that, and I'm not excited about this because my brother's on the Chiefs. I want him to have home field. They might not have home field. But this was an opportunity for Kansas City to kind of, like, not only secure that road going through Arrowhead, which is a motherfucker, but also to make a statement if they see these guys again that it's going to be a beast to play us. And they were up yeah. 14-0. 28-14 mm-hmm. um, a half. 28-17 a half because they got that field oh, goal before field the half. Goal. You're right. Which was right. the biggest uh, little sequence of the, the entire game because not only did they get the field goal, because had they not got that f- field goal, this was a game for a while that was like, hey, if you don't score, and if it's not a touchdown, at the very least, you're fucked. And they were lucky because going into the half, they knew they were going to get the ball back. So they they had an opportunity for a two for one. But they damn near left Kansas City too much time. So number one, they hit the kick to at least make this ball game from a cover standpoint a little bit more interesting. Um, And then they actually get away with a Pringle return. Uh, Mm -hmm. You get a hold that calls that back. And then on top of it, uh, they hit a deep ball to Tyreek that Bell punches out at the last second, or it's a uh-huh. drop. If they hit those shots, if if they hit that return, that game is over. You know that I, I know it's just a four point difference if they get in the end zone, but I felt like that was big to get points going to the half and not give them up, and then
4: come out of the half uh, slinging. Yeah, to me, I still I, I can't understand. On that third and 27, Chiefs go zero blitz. I, I can't. I, I mean, you know where Burrow is going, and I just can't believe it. Well, it's incredible because I think this, this sums up
0: why people love Joe Burrow so much and, and are excited by watching the Bengals. Second and 27, fuck it, we're taking a shot. We're not trying to get a little bit back. We're, we're going for the whole thing. Third and 27, let's lay up for the field goal. Nope, I'm going to go for the jugular. I'm going to go outside the numbers where I threw for a million yards, say threw for over 300 yards outside the numbers. Fuck it. Joe Joe Burrow does not care, bro. He does uh-huh. not care, dude. He does not care. That was an incredible show show by them because what they showed was not only can Burrow hang, but their skill guys are better top uh-huh. to bottom. I mean uh-huh. like top to bottom. I think that when you add Joe Mixon in the in the in the mix and you got those three wide receivers it's pretty fucking scary and yeah. as you mentioned uzama's not bad so i know that, oh, the, yeah. that you've got the two-headed monster in kelsey and in in tyreek and they have top end strength there but cincy and they might see kansas city again Is kind of like golden state a little bit yeah i don't mean to like a lot of at guys the beginning at the beginning a lot of guys can get buckets on that team you know what Correct. i mean like it does not matter who you know, like, Jamar Chase is your best receiver. The ball he caught early, to be able to do that, make 54 miss and score from 70 is, is like, people don't do that in the NFL. What makes him so good is he's the same guy that catches a screen for minus five yards, he's faced up with the tackler, and he turns it into five yards. That's, he's a dirty work guy, and he's a guy who can take the top off defense. And, and I, I think that's what makes him great. And I think what makes Cincinnati so impressive is everybody said, hey, Penesul, this tackle, that tackle, you're going to get Joe killed. And by the way, he was sacked like twice, two straight um, uh-huh. possessions early in the game. And you're like, oh, no, that is going to come to fruition. That thing that we all said in preseason, the biggest game of the season, they can't protect him. But really what it turned into was like, we don't need to protect him. We're just going to get the ball outside the numbers, and and my guy's going to go up and get it. So I think this was a, a big win for them, not just in the wing column, but also something that kind of validates their entire their mantra, which is just "we'll we'll score with you."
1: Yeah,
4: I mean they 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 you don't see it a lot where you where teams say they're going to do something and they do it, and Burrow is that right in your face, and he's not afraid, and that's what bring, that's that's the first thing I yep. think about when I watch him play or I hear him talk. Yep. It's it you're getting what you're getting and he's, he's been phenomenal, and the guts, the whatever, testicle, fortitude, people call it, I thought you said whatever testicles. you want to call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the balls. The best thing about that third
0: and 27 and that last drive was, and yeah, we'll talk about the calls in a second, but 319 to go. The last 314 was chaos, but they never gave it back, okay? You get third mm-hmm. and one at the two-minute warning. You get first and goal. You get second and goal. You get third and goal after the final timeout. Uh, at one forty six and Mixon gets stuffed. The clock goes under a minute. You get a fourth and goal, which I hate. I hate them going there. I do. They got bailed out by calls. I mean, like, they got flags all day, okay? It goes both ways. But they got bailed out, and I didn't like that because at the very least in that situation, I don't want to go into overtime with this team. I just mm-hmm. really don't. And so I'd like to kick that ball at 45 seconds and take uh, my chance.
4: At some point of up three with my defense and Mahomes with no timeouts, with 40, 50 seconds, I have to take – that's good enough for me. Here's the deal. The fucking Bucker guy, can, he
0: could can kick yeah. a football from 60 yards away. So that that factors in the conversation. Yep. But another thing that comes out of it is Burrow gets dinged. So I don't know what his deal is.
4: I, I still disagree with it, like I said, though, because at some point, up three with 40 seconds – You're going to have to be able is- to get a stop. I don't want to go to, what if I don't get the ball in overtime?
0: Exactly, dude. You they know? they like, win the toss, fuck. it's over, dude. Uh,
4: over. and Because uh, on top of it, all of it, I'm just thinking, you're the Bengals. It never works out.
0: Yeah. I mean, hindsight's 2020. 20, it worked out for them. The penalties were huge. Fenton, DPI, oh. third and three. That led to 21-14. to 14. Fenton, third and four. That led to 28-17. And then you get Snead, Horse Collar, and DPI on the same yeah, possession.
4: That, that was tough. It Those was two tough calls one. were brutal. I like the Horse brutal Collar, call. though. Really? But he had him by the shoulder. It really wasn't a horse collar. He did. At
0: the very end, he ended up on the back of his, above the back of his nameplate. And by the letter of the law, as somebody mm. who's betting the Bengals, I did not hate that call. Okay, all right. But at least the other ones, you. I'll give you that. But you Sneed the illegally. The DPI after that was yeah. brutal. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But brutal. but the horse collar, I could I could see it, especially in real time. Um, That's a tough call. It's a tough call. It's chaotic on the sideline. Um, and Kansas City still looks good. But if you're Cincinnati, you might feel like your five-year outlook's just as good. Yeah. I mean, your There's five-year it. outlook. I don't know
4: if they could beat him again in the playoffs, so might see him again that, in the playoffs. That was my coming out here is Cincinnati coming out, getting the win. Awesome. Put your division champ hats on and T-shirts. Um, Teddy Bruski always used to call, the. you know, you get fired up for the head. You know, free T-shirt hat mm-hmm. game. But... I don't see Cincinnati going to Kansas City and winning in the playoffs. I don't care what the line is, give me Kansas City.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be tough, uh, but I will say this. The Bengals missed a lot of opportunities early. Eli Apple drops a pick. I think they forced a hold and get him in like second and 20, and then they give up mm-hmm. an explosive. Like When you have these opportunities, and since he's defense, one of the worst things they did today was their rush lanes at times were kind of fucked up. There was a third and four Where Mahomes is full sprint, 10 yards, nobody around him into the middle of the pocket. You know, everybody's behind him. I tweeted a picture of it. Like, if you give Mahomes a pocket that he cannot climb, sprint into, he's going to burn you. And so, like, if they play him again, you know, Hubbard should have had a sack, but there was no balance Mm -hmm. up. There was a lot of stuff with pass rush that they can get kind of rectified the next time they play this team. And they spotted him 14 points and still won. So I know. It's Arrowhead. It's different, but mm-hmm. this is gonna be a hell of a game. A hell of a game if we see that this this matchup again. By the way, put third and twenty-seven on a fucking shirt. You know these homage shirts. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna be on a shirt put tomorrow. On these homage shirts, Hubbard sent me one. He sent me a large. I don't know if that was a subliminal uh, mm. that I'm too small, Sam. But I'm gonna get on the creatine, and I'm coming to fucking Ohio. <laughs> There's the T-shirt there. Cowboys got it. It's uh, Oh Fed. Now we're going to have a 3rd and 27 shirt tomorrow. I want it. I want the 3rd and 27. I want it in 2X. I'm still a big guy. All right. Dallas on the other side. They, like Dallas, Arizona, that was the big NFC matchup. Uh, Rams got to win as well. Gutsy. Yep. Still in it, but they're so variable. They're so Stafford variable. Stafford did
4: not look good. Stafford. I thought that was huge in the defense.
0: Huge, huge by the defense. And, yeah, I mean, like, its he has four pick sixes in one year, and Goff has four in his Rams career. Oh. So, you know, people are going to be throwing that stat out um, all week. But Dallas, off of one royal ass kicking, maybe their foot was still stuck in Washington's ass, and that was why (laughs) they didn't play well. But they were due for a down game already. Like, you know, I I said a couple days ago, I thought this line stunk. And it turned out that uh, you know even with all the injuries Arizona's had, even with Dallas getting well, even what they did last week, they they kind of regressed in the mean when it came to not only Dax play, and we'll get to that in a second, but they really they really haven't been impressive. Uh, the last five, six weeks. So I wasn't going to take a one-week sample size and say, fuck, they're going to blow the Cardinals out. It made too much sense that the Cardinals won a low-scoring game. So we get that straight. Dallas got jobbed. Okay, they got jobbed late. They should have had another opportunity possibly. The play clock was at zero. Very Mm -hmm. same play. You get a fumble, clear recovery. Edmonds coughed it up, 241 to go. So I get it. If you're a Dallas fan and you're sitting here and saying you got job. for once you did. Mm -hmm. For once you did. But... You put yourself in this position, you know. Play better in the first. Play half. better in the first fifty-five
4: minutes of the game. <laughs> you have all that time. No, to you're play. right. I, the consistency on the offensive side, I just don't get. CD Lamb a non-factor until late in the fourth quarter. Drops. Um, you know, just uncharacteristic things where. In the playoffs, when you're trying to keep your offense on the field, you can't have those things. Yeah. And the the, the injury to Gallup, I don't think it's as big as people, but it's also as people are going to make it out to be. But it's just another guy you have that's a great matchup for you, and Dak likes him. And, but then you also saw how much Dak likes Cedric Wilson when he went to him yeah. after the injury. So, to me, this was more about Arizona, Chris, as they've been as bad as it has been. Yeah. And seeing how – that we talked about last week, you start out 7-0 – And then, you know, everything starts swirling. People start comparing Kingsbury starts in Lubbock to what they are in Arizona. And that team needed a win and they got it. And I, I give them a ton of credit. It's a playoff atmosphere. And I think that that got them going. Like there's a little back against the wall feeling there with the Cardinals. And I thought Kyler was good when he had to make plays. I still wonder about their offense, where there's some of these one man goes. And if they don't get the the route rubbed the right way. It's just a, it's just a throwaway. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that stuff flies in the playoffs on the road. So it's, it's a, it's a really important win that for Arizona to get off the ground and get on their feet. So to me, it's more about that, but I understand what you're saying about Dallas, the consistency. They haven't wowed us in a couple of weeks. Don't look into that Washington win. And Dak played poorly. Last week. Dak yeah. played poorly. And I love Dak. Like, there's nobody I want to play well more than Dak,
0: and I, there's nobody I think is is a better leader than Dak. But like since Dak's been hurt, more often than not, he's looked off, and I don't mean the big injury. I mean the little one with the calf, yeah. which calves hang around, dude. Like no doubt. I mean, I had a calf for especially
4: like, when they got big ones. Well, you got big ones like
0: you, like me. Yeah, I had a calf for two years, bro. I remember when I was in St. Louis, a guy. Uh, Sammy Brown from Houston. I don't know if you remember him. He had like 17 yeah. sacks when you're at Houston. He was one of the best pass rushers I ever saw, but never like saw the field. Yeah. And he always had this calf and everybody was like, he's just making shit up. He's had a calf for two years. I had a calf for two years at the end of my career. I'm not saying that's why Dak is off, but from the beginning, he was off on very routine throws. Like mm-hmm. the third and nine early where he missed Cooper uh, they had a chance to go up seven three at that point, and that's big at home. You, know, you talk yes. about like you talked about a throw that was missed early in the game, and uh, mm-hmm. I forget which Wentz. game. Yeah, Wentz missed a throw to T. Y. Hilton. When you have those opportunities at home or on the road, you have to take advantage of them. He missed those opportunities. You know he's behind Zeke. You know on mm-hmm. flat stuff, they're getting stuffed on third and one early. The run game's not great. Um, he almost threw two picks, one to Hicks and Buda Baker, by the way, who we've promised. Oh. We've promised Buda Baker that when he gets his first pick six, which we want him to, we're going to donate some money to a cause of his choice and the whole thing. And he had that screen pass read perfectly. Uh, He's a great player. He jumped it too fast because the throw was
4: behind him. He
0: jumped it too fast. He He was too smart. He was too fast. Buda Baker was too fast, bro. But either way, they got the win, uh, and Wesley stepped up. That was Woo. big. Like Wesley played big. That ball out of the half that he caught was big. I mean, the fourth and goal. And they were aggressive. Like, the fake punt early. Uh yeah, how about that catch? It's a great catch. Nobody's talking about it, but it, it was like... it was like, It's going to be the best thing that Scott like saw on our show tonight. Phone. I'll tell you that. Is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he caught it like... It was like a car phone. Like, At
4: least was he just, pulled it in. Where Ty, David Tyree just kept it on the helmet. It's a better or catch. He pulled it in.
0: It's a better catch. Way better. Better catch. Try that on for size, Giants fans. Hey, Giants fans, you don't say shit. Because you got Joe Judge talking about... What's, I mean, what's Ooh. he talking
4: about? There's people calling him from other... That's a no-no. Okay, Go check out Barnwell's feed. He went through all the guys. It's possible. It's great. Well, that's he's the problem. That's the problem. That you, if that's true... Well, that, that he's lying? Well, number
0: one... <laughs> He could, he probably might be lying, but if he's not lying, that's fucked up. Because, and I like Joe, and I was in New England with Joe. I really like him. But if I'm one of those guys, I'm hitting Joe Judge up. Like now, I got people wondering, like, is it you? Uh. You know what I mean? I think that's one of the 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 kind of undercover most fucked up things about that. And another thing from that that game, Robert Quinn, what's up? The Richard Dent sack record. You might not even have heard about it. Like people didn't even hear about this. Oh yeah, he broke the single season sack record. He's been there like a second. He's now held two franchise single season sack records. Unbelievable. No offense
4: to Rams defensive linemen. No, we have we have better edge guys. All right, we do. Okay. Where would you have as many Hall of Famers as Chicago's? It
0: doesn't at. matter. We're talking numbers here because that's what the, the crux of this conversation. All
4: right, Gold jackets don't matter. Got it. No. Single it doesn't. season
0: records. Okay. No, we're talking about the single season records. Okay. So I had fifty five with the Rams, uh, and I think I was like fifth or something. Where would fifty five with one franchise be with the Bears? We'll look that up. Um, I mean, I had to deal with fucking Deacon Jones, fucking Jack Youngblood, Merlin Olsen, all those guys, and those are the guys they're not even keeping stats for. Kevin Carter, Leonard Little, Kevin Green. Know. Come on, man. And all then right. Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald. It's a motherfucker to place. I would have been fourth all time on the Bears list. Just just make it. Make that full Still. screen read. Yeah. Full screen, for Long, if he was a Bear. If he was a Bear. <laughs> Fuck, if I was like a Jaguar, I think I'd have the record.
4: No, there's a few. Shit, they teams might there. take you. To, you can you play next week? Fuck they the, might need you.
0: I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, anybody listening? I know some of you motherfuckers listen. I can still rush. I I heard people are talking about signing Antonio Brown. Okay, Antonio Brown's still eligible to play football. Sign me. I can still rush.
4: Uh, I'll come back.
0: Yeah, I'll come back. One of you motherfuckers. I see you in your sitting there in your in your desk chair watching film of your shitty ends. They're just getting blocked. You're just giving do I their leverage?
4: Chest. I'll show you leverage. They're just
0: giving their chests up. I can do this off the street. I can push the pocket <laughs> off the street. Um, anyways, I'll balance the rush. Some of these young go. fucks. won't balance the rush. Get the shoots out tomorrow at the
4: house. I will.
0: Robert <laughs> Quinn's got me in the mood to fucking <laughs> go, go do this thing. Isaiah Simmons, by the way, in that Cardinals game, best play of the game. Best play of the game, dude. I mean, Huge. not to mention... Some of the some of the plays in the red zone and and on Chase Edmonds that let's uh, talk about second level freaks in nature. We've got Parsons hunting Chase Edmonds all night. I mean, there was one play that he bypassed Chase for a screen, put mm-hmm. his foot in the ground, turned around, and Edmonds is seeing him coming, and the ball is off target. He's like, "Damn, I'm glad I didn't catch that." He almost defended the quarterback and the screen, uh, him running him down. But but Isaiah Simmons. It's, I think it's a, uh, it's a touchdown game at this point, late. The Cowboys might go down and tie it, and he blows up Zeke on an ad, then runs down Dak on a second effort, and fucking Manny Pacquiao's the ball out. I mean, mm-hmm. this kid, freak athlete. It's nice to just have, have him at your disposal, and we don't even talk about him much. Great play by him.
2: Do you guys think that any of these teams that have already made the playoffs will rest players next week, like Cowboys, Eagles, or Cardinals? Well,
0: it depends on I, if they have a I spot do. to lose. Yeah,
4: I, I think they're. I think they'll rest because I've said it all year. Knowing that there's only, and I know it was last year too, but no one really seems to remember it. Where only one team gets to buy in each conference. I think it's just about getting in the tournament and being ready. Now, if you're talking about a home game. Maybe, but you got to talk about how valuable these guys are that you might be sitting. So, um, I think it's a valid question. I think it's something that we're going to see. Well, I'm looking at it
0: here. Who are you thinking? I mean, the Packers might rest some guys. I mean, the Packers yeah. are going to play the Lions, and they're going to be playing for home field. But if they can get out to a good start, it kind of depends on how your coach is. How about your Eagles? They're they're locked in. They're locked in. Well, the Vikings are down 20 here with 10 to go. You never know. <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, if I'm the Eagles, honestly, I think that team needs a lot. I ne- I think that team needs, like, I don't think that's a team you want to just sit guys. I think there's certain guys yeah. you want to sit. Veteran guys, I think you give Fletcher Cox a break. Uh-huh. Fletch, if you're listening, uh, I am campaigning you. for you to get a break next week. Because <laughs> I know you probably are too. <laughs> but, like, if you're an older guy and you got tread on the tires, you don't have a lot of tread on the tires left. I forget which way that goes, but, um, Yeah. Yeah. take, take You a can't little, buy new tires? You can't buy new t- tires at this point in the season. You know they say when you go to is the veterans say um, this is the best your body's going to feel all year. Like in mm-hmm. May. So this is the other end of that spectrum. Actually I think you feel the worst like a month, at, the first month out of training camp. I don't know about you Steve, but yeah. I feel like they just kill you in training camp. And your then, legs. Yeah, it's your legs. Your legs. The best you feel is like turning the corner Thanksgiving, but then you really need this break if you're an older guy. So anyways, yeah, Matt, good question. Rams aren't going to arrest anybody because the Niners are going to beat that ass probably. I mean, the, the Niners
4: own them, and they'll be playing for something, won't they? So it's, It is Will Ford time, though. It's his time of year.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. And are we going to get Jimmy G back? I don't know. No, UCL. I don't know. They might have to win without Jimmy G. Next weekend's gonna be so fun, so fun, dude. This, I mean, this is it's. We're rounding into form, dude. This this mm-hmm. was so. I woke up like a kid on Christmas this morning. You know how I feel about some of the slates we've had this year. So, I got gotcha. um I will see you next Sunday night. Uh, tell okay. Scott we said hello. And his, Scott's take was terrible about eggnog. <laughs> I know. It was
4: dog shit. He said terrible. eggnog's like mayo. He also doesn't like anything but he also still can't taste anything, so... (laughs) Oh, because of the I don't know why he's arguing, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, uh, congratulations to the Terps, too. Will you thank him for that? I will, I will. That's the only time I've ever rooted for them. Yo, take care. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan one 800 270 7117 Tennessee, you all too. one 1-80-889-9789. So you guys
3: were just talking about um the teams who are gonna get the potential buy <laughs> right. to start the, the playoffs, all the what the, the division leaders.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's only one on one side on each side. It's
3: so do you so do you think that possibly they are at more risk? with having that buy with the COVID and everything, you're giving your players that extra week off. That's interesting. And of course you want to keep them enclosed and try to have everyone stay in the house. But realistically, we know that you have families, you have obligations and some guys, maybe they can isolate themselves and they can think about the bigger picture and do as much as they can. But with that being said, not going in every yeah. day to get the rapid test and and get.
0: I don't know what the protocols are on a buy, but you're right. Like inevitably, you're going to have to give guys like the weekend off, and like then what do you do with it? So, you you bring up a good point, facts. I mean,
2: I'd still rather have I'd rather buy, have the buy, but
0: it's a good point. I mean, like you could get COVID, a bunch of fans could fall on you if you're playing Washington. It's tough, man. It's tough. Funny story about the the buy, um, and I'll always tell this story. It's my first experience with
2: it. And by the way, Green Bay is probably going to have the bye, right? And then Green Bay is locked into the bye, and then if Tennessee wins, they have the bye, but Kansas so, City could still so, get it. So
0: Tennessee worries me more than Green Bay. I don't think there's shit to do up in green bay yeah that is true so unless somebody pulls like an uh, an odell and hits you know like goes and and that's what usually those guys do at this we, time of year yeah. is you
3: hop on that quick flight and we all and we all know getting on the flight is major exposure yeah. traveling these time zones but who doesn't want not who flying. doesn't want to get out of green bay for even a couple of days right I'm now if i am the
0: coach there i say guys We're doing something that you're never gonna forget the rest of your life. Now you have an opportunity to leave here this weekend, you're a grown man. like You want it, take it. But I'm just telling you that we have an opportunity to do something that you're never gonna forget the rest of your life. In six weeks from now, it'll feel like it went by in a blink. So if you can just hang on and think about where you're going and what you're doing this weekend, I think it'll pay off for us as a group. You give them the freedom, but you let them know what's at stake. It's something to look at. COVID, I swear, is playing an intricate part that's making
3: all of this very, very way more. And interesting I'm glad than, they changed
0: the rule. Yeah. And a lot of people say, "Hey, listen, Chris. Like you, you were you were hardcore on. I've never been hardcore on um, anything, but but just don't act persecuted. You know, like I, you have your choice. Nobody's nobody's picking you up in an unmarked white van and sticking a needle in your arm." But if you, you work in the NFL, like a lot of workplaces in America, there were going to be some some things that you had to contend with to start the year out. The game has changed. Omicron is different. So I have no problem. This isn't people going back on the gung-ho rules. This is Hey, we're hitting a curveball here. It's a developing situation, and if I'm a player, I'd feel the same way. I'd feel like Aaron Rodgers is getting interviewed by Aaron Andrews as soon as the mics go down. They're walking side by side in the tunnel. They're eight feet apart. They're side by side going in the tunnel. I do think there's been a a, a dog and pony show that I think has been good that they they kind of they changed the guidelines a little bit to to go with what the CDC says. No, because you're sure. gonna like you could lose somebody in the playoffs that could. Changed the history of the game, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, he has the antibodies, right? That's a valuable thing. Because he's probably straight until... I think actually the the timing of that is he's straight until right before the Super Bowl. But a lot of guys don't. And you lose one guy, you get popped on a Thursday, right? That's in the the danger zone. So there's a lot to contend with here for these players. No, there is a lot. But my bye week story... It's not that great, but it's a it's a story that uh, it makes me smile because I don't know if Bill cared or not, but it was my year in New England. It was week seventeen back when we had seventeen. Walked both ways to school, seven miles in the snow. Week seventeen. I don't know. I was averaging like maybe thirty something plays a game at this point. My snaps were a little down, and I needed like forty to get this big bonus mm. in New England, and it was week. 17, we were playing the Dolphins, and uh, he got me to my snaps, and then I got taken out of the game. Like, I, I made the bonus by like five, seven snaps, and I'll never forget being so thankful, because I thought I was just gonna get fucked on it. I, and there week 17 or 18 is always interesting in that right, because there are guys that need a certain amount of snaps, there's guys that need a certain amount of stats, I've told you about the one sack I had against San Francisco and St. Louis, it was like eight and a half on the year. it was my third year, and it was a big bonus. and I got it the last game, Christmas week, fourth quarter, bro. And so like there's a lot going on week eighteen in the NFL that has nothing to do with the outcome of the ball game
3: my my rookie year, I'm in Jacksonville. I just got I just got picked up off the practice squad from New York about five weeks earlier, or yeah, yeah, about five weeks earlier. Last game of the season. I'm a rookie. I'm excited because I'm about to get some playing time. We, we. I don't know how many games we won that year. Maybe four or five. Is this the year you
0: threw your Christmas tree down the yeah. trash chute seven yeah. floors instead of? Yeah, almost so, killed a guy probably. <laughs> so,
3: I go into the locker room last game of the season, and I see one of our, our starting old linemen throwing a fit, upset cussing and I have no idea what's going on and it was a bonus situation. Mm -mm -mm. He walks into the locker room last day. I think he needed so many games starting um, and that particular game they were starting a rookie. And they'll do that. and They will do that. And so that's that's when I really realized it was a business and it's like why why are we going to give you a bonus when we didn't win shit this year?
0: Now I don't know that Bill was sitting there counting my money or my snaps but for sure, there's somebody in the building that's looking at that stuff. 1 1000% th- 1, Someone's so, letting, letting you know, your I'm coach just, know. I'm appreciative of that. Couple games that I didn't mention today. First off, Gus Johnson and Akib, especially Gus like was making me Now I had a little money on the, the Lions, but it was like a 38-13 game and he's screaming, dude, like and I'm believing that this is a good football game. It's the worst thing when you're you're Chasing a bet that you're not going to win and you're watching and and Gus Johnson's calling the game because you don't turn it off. Like, Gus convinces me that I'm going to win a bet. Like, Lions did not cover, but Gus, as always, doing a great job keeping me um, into the game. And the Lions feeding the big guys. Decker had a a touchdown. They had one tight end on the active roster. I just want to say this. Detroit, I've never seen a two and 13 and one, two and... 14 team play so hard I mean like really I mean we we, we talk and it's in the it's not even a, a look at how Jacksonville played look at how these other teams played like Detroit was on the road in Seattle playing a meaningless football game guys are in vacation mode and they're playing their asses off
3: meaningless to who well, I had, it's
0: meaningless to a lot of guys
3: I had them in my parlay again <laughs>
0: But they do play hard. But I do want to say this, though. Um, I told you so on Buffalo, too. You mm-hmm. know, I know, Jeff, I hate to do the victory lap on 15 things. Well, a couple things here. I said last week, and Cowboy, you were here. I said, I'm worried about the Lions because I'm worried DK Metcalf goes off and Jeff and Macon snickered. And they said, well, he never goes off. <laughs> he went off. He had three touchdowns today. Another thing, uh, Falcons covered. They did cover, right? In the snow. But that was a ball game. And this is why people got mad. Like, Buffalo, you got mad last week because I counted, quote-unquote, counted the bills out for treating them like every other team in the NFL. But they got the win nonetheless. So credit to Buffalo. That was a thing of beauty. Snow everywhere. Tough ball game.
2: And as somebody who bet the bills on the WinBet app, I can tell you they did not cover by half a point.
0: (laughs) Yep, there you go. There you go. So – Yeah, bet the Bills at your own risk when they play the Falcons.
2: Hey, two things
0: for you guys to wrap up the day. One for Reed. Reed, the guy who tweeted that you look like John Wilkes Booth.
1: Yeah, that was a bummer.
0: No, not a bummer. I mean, John Wilkes Booth was a bad guy, right? Racist, killed a president. Yep. But, I mean, that was like spot on, dude. I mean, like, you look like the guy, right? I'm yeah. not saying you are the guy. I'm not saying you're going to kill me. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm like, I'm your Abraham Lincoln. Somebody no. said, if he goes with the side part, I got to start worrying.
1: Yeah, no, don't need to worry about any of it. I mean, could have gone. Edgar <laughs> yeah, you, do look, Poe. You, got, you look a little Edgar ground, Poe. Could have gone. My name is Earl. There are a few better ones than a. My name is a murder. Presidential murderer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, don't ever ask me to go to the movies with you. <laughs> Motherfucker's gonna be like, Chris. We should go see. Uh, or just don't tell me film. when you're
1: going to the movie. Yeah. Well, no. You're gonna be
0: like, I'm good back here. I'll just sit behind you. Um. Yeah. So if go to my Twitter, Cowboy Reed looks like John Wilkes Booth. It's fucking. The
1: guy didn't even tag me in the post. He just tagged you.
0: It was incredible.
1: Yeah, I know. He knew. He knew. He knew. He knew uh, you yeah.
0: might sneak up behind him at the theater. That's right. <laughs> he knew what's up. Yo, it would suck to get assassinated back in the day, cause like you know you're getting assassinated. Like it took a while to die back in the day. Like it wasn't like you. They walk up behind you, and Abraham Lincoln. It was like nothing, like The Sopranos.
2: No spoilers. like that. He he was on an operating table all night. It took like a long. Bro, time he's to die. like
0: fuck. I got assassinated. Like he's just sitting there, like knowing <laughs> he got assassinated for like eight hours. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> They were shooting bullets that look like marbles.
1: Yeah. And also, why assassinate somebody? You get called an assassin, and then you break your leg jumping off the stage, and you have to deal with a break it, broken leg.
0: Oh, uh, well, I mean, racists will go to tremendous lengths. Was it just about It was just the economy to him, I'm sure? States'
1: rights, states' rights—that whole he thing. He thought
2: Lincoln was a tyrant. He yelled Six Semper Tyrannus, which means "Thus always to tyrants." I know, I know. And is also the Virginia flag, uh, flag uh, yeah. state motto. Yeah, yeah, it's up there with this the guy dunk.
3: is pretty famous. You guys know a lot about this guy. Yeah, he's the
0: guy that killed Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> did you know that? Famous I did actor. Know that He yeah, did know
2: that. <laughs> yeah, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, it was famous actor. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was popular at the time. It was the in a ladies' lot of shows. man,
0: also supposedly holy shit that'd be like one of these people and by the way i saw that movie don't look up you hated it no at first (laughs) i hated it because i thought it was really heavy-handed but then i realized it was they were trying to be heavy-handed like you know how some movies try to do both this movie was just fucking around but like there was a serious undertone because that's how we would act yeah i'm a
2: sucker for leo i like most things he does
0: yeah leo's great jennifer lawrence was awesome um and uh my favorite actor in the whole thing was the um
2: the guy with the drones, but Elon Musk type was character. He, it's a uh, Mark Rylance, I think. Oh my god, that he guy was, was so
0: funny. He was so funny. He had to go to the bathroom. What movie is this? This movie Don't Look Up. It's on like Netflix. Okay. Um to check it out. Yeah, it's fucked up. Now, this is what I was going to tell you, Matt, before we uh close the show. Uh this weekend I was doing you i was on youtube as as i do sometimes and uh when i'm not checking out the green light tube it's a plug there reed i'm looking at like conspiracy theory things and that sort of thing like every other white male in his 30s so uh there's a beatles conspiracy that i had no idea about you know it john lennon not john lennon paul mccartney
2: the is paul, dead the paul is dead one yeah if you like play a certain album oh it ain't just that, dude. that yeah. it
0: ain't just sergeant pepper's the whole cover there's like he's holding a black instrument there's a guy with a hand over his head like you know which is an eastern religion it's is like a symbol of death there's also paul um didn't look quite the same as the guy supposedly that they that they brought on to be the paul they, they were, they, they, his back was turned on the back of Sergeant Peppers, like, and everybody else is looking at the, there's like five pictures of him with a hand above his head. How many videos, how, how many videos, like how long? It only takes long? one, it only takes one. Now, where do you stand on this thing? How could you pull this off, dude? Marshmallow's doing it. Marshmallow's doing it, fuck me, dude. Marshmallow wears a fucking hat. That's how he's doing it. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, the whole thing was like, Paul is dead, but you know, he's alive, so
0: bro there are so if it wasn't true there are a lot they were doing it on purpose
2: yeah I, I think they probably were trying to like do some weird shit on purpose they yeah. were
0: definitely doing it on purpose because there were like a ridiculous amount of clues i'll pull this up real quick so I,
2: I gotta look into that more but i'm afraid of those youtube rabbit holes that can take up your whole evening real quick
0: yeah yeah it can i, I don't What's it like not having an evening to take up? Or having an evening to take up? Like, once you motherfuckers have kids, it is over, dude. There's no evenings. I got to sneak all my YouTube when my wife thinks I'm sleeping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: I started watching magic on YouTube the other day and it just went down a dark hole.
0: Magic. Like, I, I uh, like magic, magic cards or like, yeah, like, like, like uh, uh,
2: like Ricky Jay doing card tricks from the 80s on. I love
0: it. So here's the deal when you're married like and you have kids, um, and you say, I'm going to take a nap, and my wife's not listening, we're like 90 minutes in this pod. You say, I'm going to take a nap. What you're really doing is you're smoking and watching YouTube for an hour, and then
2: you're sleeping for like an hour. Is that why you sent me a picture of like a desk set up in your bathroom at home? That's the office, dude. That's my office late at night. I told you, this is where I get a lot of
0: my work done. You know, this is my Saturday night. I had everything that you need to prepare for Sunday football is in my office, the porcelain throne, the oval office. The oval office is what I call my bathroom because the, the toilet is shaped like an oval and that's where uh, all the big decisions are made. But yeah, I believe this shit, the Paul McCartney thing. And by the way, happy new year to everybody. I don't believe that Paul McCartney's dead. I think they were doing something on purpose. They're doing it yeah, on purpose. I, I think you're right. They were doing it on purpose. Some marketing scheme. Marketing.
3: That's all it is. Hey, happy new year and quick fact for you. Yeah. Were you a, I don't know if for any Jetsons fans out there, George Jetson was born in the year 20... 20- 22
0: and isn't the Jetsons some bullshit the Jetsons is the biggest pump fake in movie or TV history because let the Jetsons tell it I don't have to worry about road noise anymore like all the cars are silent and they fly through the air like all this stuff you know we're living up in the sky and shit hey George just must have been really rich because
3: I think like really rich like Elon Musk he probably is living like like some of that stuff that was going on in the Jetsons you think George was loaded? I, I, I almost think, yeah, he was very loaded. He had a flying
0: car, you bet your ass he was. And he was best friends with his boss. So I don't know like, much else of the plot. <laughs> but I will say this, Happy New Year, and if you have kids, and when you got like, it was one, it's one of the highlights of New Year's Eve. Like when you're young, New Year's Eve is exciting right? It's, it used to be one of my favorite holidays because there's so much ahead of you. You know, like the, the world is so unknown and exciting and now you're older and just kind of fucking sucks. But so New Year's is less exciting for people that are like say 30 and up because you're kind of on the back half. But once you have kids, it starts over and you, you can start doing like fake New Year's with them at 9 p.m. That's a lot of fun, dude me and my wife did three different new years my my kids had three different new years one at 905 one at 9 one at 9 30. there's all these videos online if you're ever looking to do a fake new years and like <laughs> pump fake somebody you go online you youtube like i don't know where she found this shit, but it's basically house music with cartoons dancing in front dubbed over the house music and like still shots of the 2016 Super Bowl with Cam Newton and Von Miller. Anyways, these these videos are on the internet. If you have kids next year, you should find them uh, because there's nothing more fun than watching your kids think it's New Year's Eve. I hope everybody has a really good 2022. Uh, I know that I'm gonna have the best year of my life after all that I just said about how much it sucks now and we got nothing to live for and we're old. Fuck it, it's win anyways. That's what Antonio Brown said today. Fuck, said, fuck it. it. <laughs> His 2022 is off to a golly,
3: <laughs> a great start. He dropped a single. It's charting. Grimlin is not even Gremlin. is <laughs> charting. I might drop a single. Hey, featuring Dr. Facts. Let's do it. It'll probably plastic, go through the roof.
0: Plastic, looking for my chapstick.
3: People would be really upset like if we if we if we did drop a single and it like it, it might hit the charts Totally hit the charts <laughs>